And on a final note on tonight's episode of Chinese State News, the latest batch of counter-revolutionaries and revisionists, and especially the revisionists of Hundred Acre Wood, have been sentenced in a people's court for crimes against the state for the following crimes. Winnie the Pooh, the leader of this band of insurgents, has been imprisoned for honey smuggling and willful impersonation of our beloved leader. Tigger, sentenced to 10 years for contravening the Public Bouncing Act. And Piglet, already in prison, has been beaten up. And with his black eyes, he was given another 10 years hard labour for impersonating a panda. Christopher Robin has been imprisoned for life for burning a copy of Chairman Mao's Little Red Address Book in the middle of Tiananmen Square. And Eeyore, the lackey of these capitalist fascist pig dogs has been lashed to a cart for the rest of his life and sentenced to haul rocks and every day to walk past his tail which has been pinned to a poster of Taiwan with the caption, You're next on it. Thank you and good night. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long line of staggering stories podcast. Where's the on switch of this? I'm Crumbly. Um, I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I'm just Keith. It's plain and simple. Plain and simple Keith. Yes. Uh, Pure. Perfect. (laughs) Unsullied. Original Keith. Mm -hmm. Not cloned. No. Keith, you haven't been pure for many a year. (laughs) And Karen sullies you whenever she gets the opportunity. That that, that much is certain, yes. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado, state propaganda besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Alf, new TV series. In the works. Oh, yeah. Prepare yourself. (laughs) Grasp your loins. Gird mm, them, even. mm. For perhaps the biggest news story this century. Are you ready? Yeah. Alf may be returning to the small screen near you soon. Ish. Ish. Mm. Cameron was right. They've run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the American sitcom sensation apparent is apparently readying himself to eat some fresh pussycat. Something of a delicacy on the planet Melmac. Why cats? Because it's a delicacy on the planet Melmac. Mm. At least if Warner Brothers TV get their way. For those who shamefully don't know of Alf, shame on you. Shame. Shame Shame. for being born so late. (laughs) It was an NBC sitcom that lasted four years, starting back in 1986, featuring a Californian family attempt to hide a crashed alien in their home with hilarious consequences. (laughs) Rather than call their Muppet-like alien guest by his real name, Gordon Shumway, the family instead insisted on referring to him as ALF, standing for Alien Lifeform. Mm. Such was the 1980s US sitcom humour. Like David Hasselhoff, 
well, Alf wasn't like David Hasselhoff because Alf was an alien, but David Hasselhoff is sort of a human. Sort of. Sort of. Mm, yes. Alf was very big in Germany in the 1980s, and thus clearly ripe for a similar comeback. Six years ago in podcast 140, we reported the original Alf co-creator, Paul Fusco, who also played Alf, had written a script for an Alf film. There's a lot of Alf there. There is. It would appear that he didn't get his wish that time, but perhaps this project would be more successful. Mm. If I remember rightly... Back in pog form. If I remember rightly, the actual TV series finished on a cliffhanger with the military actually turning up, yeah, capturing him, right. ready to do experimentation. They Ooh. did do a TV movie after that. Yeah. Which yeah. wasn't well received, I believe. I yeah. don't think so. he didn't have any of the family, just, just Alf. Just Alf. And yeah. new what's, characters. Was he dissected? I don't know. Oh. See, this is it. This is what we need to find out. But, but maybe he got away and he's coming back to Earth with a new family. Mm. Who knows? Moffat mm. To get timey-wimey with another wife. Ooh. Disgraceful. <laughs> Steve Moffat, the one-time vast toffee. Amen. Amen. Just cannot stop himself from writing stories out of order. <laughs> to that end, the coiner of the term timey-wimey is to adapt Audrey Neffenerger's novel <laughs> The Time Traveller's Wife a.k.a. a guidebook to groom him into a TV series for HBO, as was always predestined. Moffat said of this, I read Audrey Niffenegger's The Time Traveller's Wife many years ago, and I fell in love with it. We know. <laughs> in fact, I wrote a Doctor Who episode called The Girl in the Fireplace as a direct response to it. When, in her next novel, Audrey had a character watching that very episode, I realised she was probably on to me. All those years later, the chance to adapt the novel itself is a come true. The brave new world of long-form television is now ready for this kind of depth and complexity. It's the story of Happy Ever After, but not necessarily in that order. Moffat <laughs> will act as executive producer for the series alongside his wife and Sherlock co-ex Sue Virtue and his ex-Doctor Who co-ex Brian <laughs> Minchin. Try saying that three times fast. He's keeping it in the family then. He is. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw The Time Traveller's Wife and... I haven't seen the film the, version. Uh, it's a very dodgy story. <laughs> it does tread on some very shaky ground. Yeah. It does. This mm. is my wife, who I met as a child and yeah. groomed her to, groomed be, my her to be my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I've read the book, it was very good, but yeah. It, mm. It's, yeah. it's when, not really the girl she, in the fireplace. When she was legal, honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's complicated. <laughs> and then the whole River Song thing is basically so, a longer form version yeah. of that. Yeah. Yes, but the the doctor doesn't bring her up to love him, to no. then marry her later She was on. brought up to kill him. I think. Yeah. That's fine, but not by him. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. As, as, or as George Takai would say, Oh, my. my. <laughs> anyway, speak, speaking of Star Trek, oh. Sir Patrick to go boldly once again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sir Patrick Stewart has announced that he has returned to Star Trek in a brand new TV series, almost certainly not called The Geriatric Sexcapades of Jean-Luc Picard. Oh. Oh, shocks! <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Stuart will indeed be reprising the role of Picard and also acting as an executive producer on the new series, set to debut on CBS's streaming all-access service in the autumn of 2019 and almost certainly also on Netflix outside of North America. Yep. Hopefully. Stuart said in a statement, 
Blimey, I'm not reading that in Come voice. on, come on, come on. I want a steward impersonation. Oh, come on. No. Oh. I will always be very proud to have been a part of Star Trek, the next generation. But when we wrapped that final movie in the spring of 2002, I felt I truly felt my time with Star Trek had run its natural course. It is therefore an unexpected but delightful surprise to find myself excited and invigorated mm-hmm. to be returning to Jean-Luc Picard and to explore new dimensions and new civilizations within him. <laughs> Seeking out new life for him when I thought that life was over. During these past years, it has been humbling to hear many stories about how the next generation brought people comfort, saw them through difficult periods in their lives, or how the example of Jean-Luc inspired so many to follow in his footsteps. Well, Starfleet, Captain. Yeah. Pursuing science, exploration and leadership. I feel I'm ready to return to him for the same reason, to research and experience what comforting and reforming light he might shine on these very dark times. I look forward to working with him, our brilliant creative team, as we endeavour... No, I won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) To bring a fresh, unexpected and pertinent story to life once more. Mm. Mm. Series producer Alex Kurtman added... With overwhelming joy, it is a privilege to welcome Sir Patrick Stewart back to the Star Trek fold. For over 20 years, fans have hoped for the return of Jean-Luc Picard, and that day is finally here. We cannot wait to forge new ground, surprise people, and honour generations, both new and old. Well, assuming he survives. Yeah. (laughs) That is very true, yes. How old is he now? Uh, wrong side of 70, He's I think. 78, yeah. That's 78. No, yeah. oh, no. Granted, he doesn't look, no. it. look it. There's a meme somewhere with photos of him from next gen and photos with him now. Mm. And mm. the fountain mm. of youth. Yeah. Who's yeah. got a painting in the attic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 78, yeah. Just turned 78 mm. in July, yeah. apparently. For anyone Blimey. that doesn't get that reference, mm. read the book, The Portrait of Dorian Gray. Oh, I just did the big finish. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So they're going all out for this new Star Trek CBS channel. Yeah. Mm. And also, it will be the first TV series since 2002, or first thing since 2002, since the end of Voyager, Mm. that has actually gone further. Or further forward, yeah. Because everything else is going backwards. Presumably it's going forward and not somehow going backwards. I I, I don't think so. Potentially time-travelling back to the time of Discovery, if you wanted to, but Mm, I don't think so. but there again, we had a a sort of prelude in Star Trek General, was it the episode where he's tending to his vines, and and Geordie LaForge turned up. Yeah, but that was was all good things. Oh, yeah, Yeah. the final. And that was potentially hasn't happened, because it was an alternative timeline that Mm, come to an end. But it can't happen, because they had the Enterprise with an extra warp, and they saw them... Yeah. That ship's been destroyed for a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Is he the only one coming back? Is any of the mm, other or Enterprise... the original next-gen sort of crew? Next Who knows? Know. Or is it going to be something that Jean-Luc's going to be off on his own? Preliminary, it's going to be uh, him with a new cast. You might have guests. But mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's right. nothing to prevent the old cast guesting. Yeah. So we might see Will Wheaton yeah. growing up. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, Frakes is more into directing these days. Mm, but yeah. yeah, but he may well appear. He may well appear, yeah. Mind you, they'll have to give him a hefty dose of Grecian 2000, though. <laughs> yeah. Do we also know if it's going to be enter- enterprise-based or if it's nope. actually going to no. be Jean-Luc Picard? There is no proper information. They've just said, we're, we're ca- he's coming back, yes! It's just the adventures of Jean-Luc Picard yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. Get into a scrape. Is he, is he going to rip his shirt and stand heroically <laughs> on a rock? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have Kirk 
card. <laughs> no, let's not go back to generations. I want to hear someone say the word oregano properly. Shut up a minute. <laughs> she's having a crisis. No, she's got a very far away look on her face. <laughs> anyway, sorry, what was that? old grey uh, Chester. <laughs> look, I'm old enough to admire grey Chester. <laughs> In fact, you got bloody Chester. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, we don't know anything much, so we shall see. Yeah. Presumably be set 20, 30 odd years later to, to You'd imagine so. cover the fact he's aged. Yeah, aged, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's only so much you can do with CGI youthing. Yeah, they mm. could do, but too expensive. And why yeah. bother? He doesn't look that bad. No, no. just well, say that a bit later. That was the thing. They try sort of smoothing his face out in one of the um, X-Men movies. Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. Don't know how well it went, but... It looks a bit rubbery, to say the least. Did it? Yeah. But they're getting very good at it now. They mm. are, they are, as we shall yeah. touch upon later. Yeah, no doubt. That's Man and the Wasp. Yeah. But any addendums? Um, well, on a sort of, sort of Star Trek addendum, oh, yeah. this one will scar your dreams for life. Oh, dear right. God. <laughs> Apparently, um, as we're recording this podcast, yeah, tonight on uh, Channel 4 right. in, the, in the UK, mm-hmm. we have the new series of Better Late Than Never. Oh, Better God. Late Than Never. Featuring yeah. William Shatner, <laughs> yeah. Henry Winkler... Really? Yeah. Yes, George Foreman, Terry Bradshaw, and Jeff Dye. Well, I've heard of three yes, of them, I think. That's the, um, <laughs> the geriatrics behaving badly abroad. Try, try and think of an American version of Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the something like that. A, yeah. a, a not funny version uh, of Last okay. of the Summer no, Wine. Apparently, in tonight's episode, funny. they're filming in Germany and Austria. They don lederhosen, and they go to the filming locations of The Sound of Music. <laughs> would, would Shatner fit in lederhosen? No, but I think he's going to be wearing Julie Andrews' dress. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, now, I like Henry Winkler, but I'm not sure I want to be watching this. <laughs> so could you imagine William Shatner lumbering no. to the top of the hill no. and going, The hills are alive with the sound of... <laughs> Music. No. Just roll him down. Be like cheese rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so just to score your dreams for life. Yeah. Too late. I know uh, Colin's doing his five celebrities in yeah. a camper van thing. The Colin Baker. The Colin Baker. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't hear about any of this stuff. It's all a bit too reality for me. <laughs> if you can call anything Shatner does reality, I don't know. <laughs> yes, no, Shatner doesn't do reality. No, not really. Reality doesn't do William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably more accurate. <laughs> yes, reality looks at William Shatner and says, nah, not well, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Any more? I have no addendums. Oh. Unfortunately, Adam nicked my addendums for the news. Oh, the only thing I want to quickly cover again, we mentioned it last time, but the whole James Gunn being oh, fired. yes. A few more comments have been made. The bulk of the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy have got together and they've done an official joint statement. Yeah. Effectively condemning what Disney have done. Yeah, <laughs> supporting Gunn, condemning yeah. Disney. They haven't quite gone to the step of most of them of saying that he must be reinstated. Yeah. But uh, today, I think it was, or yesterday, um, the Drax actor, uh, Dave Batista, he's put out a really quite interesting tweet saying that he feels nauseated having to work for yeah. Disney for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, given he knows that James Gunn won't be there. Yeah. But he's legally obligated this is to it. do it because they're under contract. The, unfortunately, there's only so far they can push something like this because they are on to co- under contract. Yeah. And Disney is huge. Yes. So if you 
piss off Disney. I think he's done that pretty well. Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> but uh, he's always like he's goading them to fire him. Yeah. I was going to say, Disney also aren't afraid to actually fire people. Well, I or take legal ac- Or take legal action if uh, defamation well, and that he, kind he, of stuff. He, he, well, I'm, I'm not... I, t- I don't think there's any defamation case I'm, to be... I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, you're in this film, you're doing this film... We're now blackballing you. Yeah. You're not working mm. on any of our screens. Fox, Star Wars, yeah. uh, Buena Vista, DreamWorks. I think he'd be quite happy for what it sounds like. He'd be quite happy for that to be the case. But yeah, the others haven't quite gone, quite gone that far. They'll yeah. say they're a bit more concerned. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. I think all of them would really like him to reinstate it, but I don't think yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, as we discussed last time, the, there's the time limit and dichotomy and, and things. And it would be interesting to see what the fan reaction is going to be over this. Considering what has happened, with Star Wars and Solo, the, yeah. the knee-jerk reaction to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Solo was hit hard for many reasons. Yeah, partly the backlash against the previous film. Yeah, partly it's just a film nobody wanted. But you know, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking uh, it on any particular thing with Solo, but there was a definite fan reaction to Solo. Yeah, yeah. I must say, I did feel a bit dirty when I went to see Ant Man and the Wasp, <laughs> <laughs> supporting yeah. Marvel. Yeah, when they just fired James Gunn. And, yeah. You know, I support him. I liked his work on it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. It doesn't help their position at all. No. And I can't see if they can fire. They they could fire Batista, but that would be an even bigger media scrum. They don't, yeah. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they can't they, be seen to do that. To they've got they've, the story they've, and... they've got a reputation to keep as yeah. the wholesome hut. It's one of the reasons why they sacked James Gunn in the first place, yeah. is their reputation. They also yeah. have the problem of it's all fairly well you firing actors if they they don't agree with you there comes a point when you run out of people who are willing to work with you yeah because yes there are always going to be a certain number of actors oh, i don't care i'll take the money but there comes a point where actors sit there going i don't want anything to do with that company yeah, yeah. and i know disney are a big company and they own a lot but it's it's that market of well actors need someone to produce and direct them and to put them in things but companies that produce and make things need people to put into it there's no problem hiring um iron man what's his um tony stark uh, yeah. not tony stark uh, robert downey jr. downey jr who has a very colorful history there's yeah. no problem oh, hiring yeah. him just a tad yeah. uh, they didn't fire johnny depp when all those allegations came out, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they really haven't got much to step oh, on, ground to stand on. Yeah, I'm, but you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to support them. Yeah, I, yeah. it's all very dodgy, but mm, definitely, just a tad. Yes. Definitely. Any more addendums in? No, please, we, no. We are addendums <laughs> out. Dear listeners, in our theme of shrinking things, miniaturisation, and very small bits. Okay. <laughs> the first instalment of this is a Doctor Who episode. One of the well, it's not the Tom Baker comedy half hour. Is no, it? no, just no. before it's, it's just before. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm. that producer. We're getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still, Robert Holmes yeah. as script editor. Yeah. So I think he's having a handle on it. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it features people in strange plastic wear and people with scary eyebrows. It's none other than the Invisible Enemy. <laughs> Pulse music. music. <laughs> so this is it. Second story of season 15. 15. Yep. Leela's still there. She's had yep. one yes. season at this point, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And her eyes have now turned blue. 
Yes, because mm-hmm. this is after Fang Rock. So. Which is a previous... Yeah. 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 She does, she she does seem weird to me. She doesn't have to wear the contact lenses. <laughs> yeah. She looks a bit weird with blue eyes. I've <laughs> seen... I can't really say I noticed. I never noticed the difference. Oh. Really? I definitely did in this one. I, the only other one of this season I think I've seen particularly is... Uh, is it Image of the Fendal? No. That's the one after this. have done Image of the Fendal. Yeah. But I didn't really notice so much there. But here, I really noticed her blue eyes. May, may, hmm. may I point out, and to the rest of the group here, and to the listeners at home, Adam watches TV via a view screen. <laughs> Imagine the Enterprise view screen. <laughs> that is Adam's telly. It right. takes up a whole wall. Uh, not that big by today's standards, but <laughs> yeah, but yours is twelve bigger. years ago or whatever when I bought mm, it. it was yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I've haven't seen many of this season at all. I've yeah. seen, I think, all of last season multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So I'm used to her with brown eyes. There's only she's got blue eyes. Blue Anyway, <laughs> a minor point. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, she seemed weird. <laughs> watching watching this, uh, the story is still good. The story stands up. The yeah, the set, <laughs> the set is reasonably okay. It only wobbles once or twice. Well, well, too bad. I, mu- I must admit the open scenes with the uh, spaceship. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, comfy the, the, comf- the comfy chairs. No, I mean, no, the <laughs> exterior space have comfortable chairs. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be relaxed. <laughs> yeah, but the way the ship was going up and down. I'm surprised all it's all bounced off all four walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. It's I, an armchair. There's two no, armchairs. I do. I do have <laughs> memories of the special effects being very good, but rewatching it. I've mm. got to admit, the memory doesn't cheat. Yeah. They, some were okay. They try, yeah. they, they're try hard. The effort is there. Yeah. The, the layout is, is perfect. The, the background landscape is beautiful. It's just occasionally the starship wobbles. Yes. Yeah. It's mm. motion control is a problem. Mm. The yeah. models are yeah. fine and yeah. well lit. Oh, yeah. I, they're, they're, they're perfectly arranged. It's motion control. Yeah. Is I yeah. don't suspect your memory cheats. I suspect that they were actually very good at the time, <laughs> at the time. this yeah. was made and shown. There is, there is something <laughs> about the ships I like them because the, the space shuttle had just been yes. revealed mm. oh, and really? they are okay. very space shuttle yeah, with yeah. bay doors and wings and yeah this is also the episode that introduced us to John Leeson K9 that is something that struck me the voice was different it was different it, it was mm. still him yeah, yeah it was still it was yeah. definitely playing it differently and yeah. he also supplied the voice of the nucleus as well he did. yeah the yeah. giant prone oh. <laughs> <laughs> we get to that maybe yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but when I saw that, I just cringed. Yeah. Yeah. K9, yeah, an interesting introduction. You still want to wonder why they had K9 as a recurring I or think, regular? Yeah, I think... C3PO. Uh, no, before, no. Well, no, I yeah. mean, remember reading somewhere... Or the, oh, the, 1977. The invis- yes, no, Invisible Enemy was commissioned about 76, 75. Mm. So it was before... So it was yeah, well before, before Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. Christ. Because when it was made, yeah. it was when it was shown, it was shown in October 77, yeah. so Star Wars was out yeah. and been plaguing us all through the summer holidays. I don't think it hit the UK till 78, did it? Mm. I don't think it did. I don't mm. think yeah. it did. It, mm. it would, have, would have been, I think it was big in America in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember seeing it on film review for Up and Coming. So yeah. we were conscious it was there, mm. but it hadn't hit at that ah. point in time. Yes, some of so right. any similarities yeah. were purely coincidental. Pure, it, yeah, mm. it was just happening so at the time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So impractical. Even mm. to the point where, even in this first story, they have to really carefully move the camera so you mm. can't tell the fact he can't get into the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they destroy the motor. Yeah. In the final episode. So they have to drag him around. Yeah, I told you that is. By his collar lead. I don't think you can sound, you can hear it's definitely a motor. Oh, a very loud motor. Yeah. yeah motor, it, they, motor. Didn't, they didn't try to overdub it with something. No. It was just the sound yeah. of this motor at maximum cranked up. Whirring away like. 
crazy. Yeah. yeah. So Sorry the, about that. The listener. principle of it is the TARDIS is wandering through space and time like it has a want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flies into a cloud. Yeah. With lightning. Yep. Mm. With lightning. The lightning mm. hits Leela and she goes, What was that? Yeah. Mm. And the doctor goes, Nothing. Has a look. Gets hit by lightning. Mm. And has and a bot of a shick. Has a little bit of a shake, yes. And the next thing you know, the swarm, the virus, <laughs> and the microcosm wants to become part of the macrocosm. Yep. Yeah. It's a very strange virus because it managed to affect both mechanical, electronical, and biological. Yeah, I don't know how it mm. entered with canine. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, te- canine was fighting it most of the time. Yeah. Well, as far as I can see. And canine is AI, artificial mm, yeah. intelligence. Yeah. So, as far as I can see, it can't stay in electronical presence it it uses it as a, a leapfrog it passed through because yeah. it, it takes out K9 and he resets and it also seems to take out the TARDIS which yeah. seems to reset so it uses electronics as a, a stepping stone a stepping stone mm. oh, right. yeah. so we end up with the Doctor having to go to Nerva was it not Nerva no, 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 no. no. the B4 foundation mm. the B4 foundation because he's, yeah. he's got all BI or something BI, he's got, BI foundation he's got all hairy eyebrows yes, yes. I started getting Harry Palms. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I did like that uh, special effect with all the, the fish scales as well, mm. and the actual it, yes. makeup and the hair. Because I also, st- I don't know whether you noticed, but they also stuck whatever the white stuff was to mm. their eyelash. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And him and some others are going to come and release the swarm. Yep. And he's going to, and, yes. going, and then we get all into that good old movie. What was it? Fantastic voyage. Fantastic voyage. Oh, fan- fantastic mm. voyage yes. Yep. Where they go into the doctor's mind. Mm. His brain, actually. Mm. One scene that did make me laugh out loud was the scene where the hospital ship strikes the asteroid. And this is where the doctor's trying to go into himself. He gets knocked off the gurney. It's all leading its sense sprawling. And the doctor, when he's climbing back on the gurney, he looks like he's got a screaming hangover and just wants to go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, again, that impressed me for the time was was the set arrangement when we was in the Doctor's mind. Some of it is really good. Yeah. Yeah, there's Some of it wasn't. So there is no good. hint of studio. Again, unfortunately, <laughs> again, unfortunately there's a couple of yeah. bits where they climb through yeah. wounds and gaps, and that does shake a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also use of separation overlay, so you got them against a picture. Yeah. But it's the, bit, it's, really good. it's the bit when you had the sets that was actually constructed with the dangly bits and the bits mm. sticking up and yeah, so the fronds that you... Yeah. Yeah, that was very sort of that was very fantastic voyage. That yeah. was. Yeah. But there again, there's no relation to reality. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Saying, I'm not saying it does. Yeah, but I don't there, think there, there again, Microsoft's going into people's brains at that <laughs> point to actually establish what reality. I mean, dissected people. I know it's all squishy and wet. In but that's humans. This is Time Lord. Time Lords aren't squishy. But there again, I mean, okay, in Fantastic Voyage, yeah, you actually made one of the white blood corpuscles look menacing and threatening, where it's about to engulf Donald Pleasance. Okay. In this, I mean, leaders getting battered by you know, sort of three spiky beach balls. <laughs> yeah, hairy, yeah. Beach balls. hairy beach balls. White yeah. hairy beach balls. <laughs> Actually, uh, me- meteorological balloons, I think, were oh. they? Like, <laughs> like a rover. Yeah, rover. <laughs> <laughs> The ideas maybe were there, but Again, some it, the execution maybe not so much. But, yeah. but that that is typical of who yeah. it, during this period they yeah. have wonderful, fantastic ideas that the budget just can't mm. quite. Which brings us back to the prawn, I suppose. Yes, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. The prawns are yeah. Dalek. 
Oh, what? It was John Scott Martin. Oh, oh right. He, he was the, the body of the prawn. Should we not explain the prawn? <laughs> no, no, listen. No, we've got, we got to get people, encourage people to watch this. And I, they're gonna go, I think so. The there's a giant prawn in There is a giant prawn. So <laughs> the idea being to get into the doctor's body, mm. they create a yeah. short-term duplicate, duplicate which they call yes. a clone, which isn't mm. really a clone. Yeah. It's, it's more of a photocopy. Yeah. yeah, which they then shrink down using a bit of the TARDIS. Yeah. That's, that's a Lee Levend of the Doctor. Yeah. yeah, it's microscopic. Then into the Doctor. Then they find the swarm the nucleus, nucleus. which is a little blobby thing like... Oh, with a claw. With yeah. the claw, like and from a, Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a sort of a blob covered in what looked like black velvet mm. with a silver, paw, a silver claw and an eye. Yeah, yes. very much like... Mm. Oh, God, the Gelf. The Gelf, the yeah. Gelf from uh, yeah, Red Dwarf. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then they fail to do anything once they're in there apart from find it. Yeah. Well, it, it they go tricks short them. Life, don't they? tricks them so the doctor explains his mm. um plan. His, his plan yeah. to the enemy and then begins to sort of die out yeah so then it escapes in the way they would have done through the tear ducts yep. and mm. gets brought up to human size yes yes and then changes from that little, little black blob to a, a prawn yeah the way i got it is that that was the nucleus yeah. which was an incubation stage, mm. while the prawn is the swarm, which will yeah. lay eggs and hatch. So, uh, okay. so oh. the, that, that little blob was the caterpillar, so right. to speak, oh. while this is the butterfly. Uh. So why was I thinking of lettuce and Thousand Island dressing? I've got <laughs> no idea. What you do in your private life, <laughs> sir? Even <laughs> John Lisa refers to it as the prawn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how big a dish would you need for that thing? I mean, <laughs> it was based on a prawn. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the head shape and the mm. whiskers That's and... So, yeah. It almost looks quite good. Almost. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's just something about it which makes it look a bit rubbish. It's the arms yeah, gesticulating. It's got four, it's, yeah. Got yeah. Four, it's got four limbs. Yeah. And of course, the actor in there only has two arms. So yeah. They're tied to. You, yeah, nylon, tied yeah, together, nylon cord, so yeah. The left arm. I can't they all go. Yeah, yeah they yeah. all go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at the end of it, the doctor inherits mm, K9. Yes. Yeah. Mark one. Yeah, because Dr. Marius has to go back to Earth and he's worried about the weight weight limitations. (laughs) Good excuse. There there is one thing I did like about this, is the Doctor being too clever by half. uh, It was a, a micro organism that now now a macro organism mm, so yeah. he incubated lots of antibodies that he got from him and leela mm. and was going to attack it microbiotically yeah then all the vials get smashed so in the end he does what leela suggests and just blows it up yeah I mean, that's i mean how big were the eggs at the swarm uh, well that that is an interesting yeah. that's an interesting fact i read somewhere because it looks like they're in a swimming pool and you can yeah. s- clearly see a ladder coming yeah, out of him uh, that's uh, so that there's an interesting fact is when this was being made they were also going to be remaking Quatermass 2, and that shot yeah. was actually test footage for Quatermass no. 2. Uh, so Mr. Well, oh, sorry, now I'm willing the, to be corrected. The, the, the same guy who did both. Yeah. So he'd done test footage for Quatermass 2. Yeah. They didn't reuse it. He just effectively recreated it. Ah, ah. Right. So, so I, I, so I bow to your superior. It's very similar. Yeah. But it was new. I've specifically shot. New. Hmm. Okay. Also, we should mention Michael Sheard. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, Bronson. Yes, second, Mr. Bronson. Third yes. Re- uh, reappearance. It's at least his second, because yeah. he was in... Um, Pyramids of Mars. Mars, which is only mm-hmm. a couple of seasons before this, maybe? Yeah. 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 Two, two he seasons. He played Low, one of the first people mm. to be infected. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, 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 the Titan base commander. Mm. Mm. That's right, yeah. 
Yeah, so interesting to see him so soon after his previous appearance. And, and quite aggressive as well. Yeah, playing a bad guy, effectively. Yeah. He was a good guy at the beginning, but got because, taken yeah. over. Yeah, Scarman, I can't remember the first name, was quite a good character. He was, yeah. And yeah, he, the headmaster, was the other mm. one I reckon for us, yeah. he was, was a bad character, but he was coerced. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Same yeah. Bronson, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one thing yeah. I did notice about both the Titan base and uh, the um, hospital station was all the uh, writing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was all spelt phonetically. Yes. Mm. English, they called it. Yeah, yeah yes. that, that was a conscious decision, mm-hmm. if I remember yeah. rightly. Yeah, phonetic English or future English, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what yeah. English sounds for. But yeah, one of those. Weird font, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Futuristic font, which is mm. really hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> the previous story to this, How of Fang Rock, was also very heavily studio-based. Mm. Yeah, completely. And then the next one, Image of the Fendal, was... A lot. Location. was a bit of mixed location. Yeah. So I get the feeling they were saving all their location mm, time yeah. up for <laughs> Fendal. Maybe. Because this was all entirely studio. Yeah. Mm. They were trying to save money yeah. because the previous season had gone over budget considerably. Mm. Blimey. Mm. So new producer, Graham Williams, is told to not only keep within budget, but actually had to drop the budget this mm. season compared to the previous one. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, they were under some scrutiny. Surprise, surprise. And all the stuff in the Doctor's brain was yeah. meant to be shot on film in Ealing. Mm-hmm. That got cancelled to save money. So I did an extra day onto the studio yeah. just for videotaping it all. So, yeah, it was all rushed. But it looks pretty good. From what it is, from yeah, the, the time, time period, yeah. is, I, I, I think it was fairly good. It's another one of those ones from that era that if you don't like episodic, just fast forward through the titles. Yeah. It's actually quite a fun little romp. It's mm-hmm. per someone who's only really been exposed to the new Who with the 45 minute format. I think you would still enjoy this because there isn't too much padding in it. Yeah. There is some. There's, there's as, a fair as few the... fights in corridors for no reason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but but they're actually still fighting in the corner. There's still stuff it's going still on. It's still happening. Yeah. Progress the story. And in true bit, and in true Doctor Who fashion, they're all lousy shots. Oh yeah, yeah. because when you see the red flare, yeah. they're sort of nowhere near yeah, their they're, intended they're target. Shoot, they're shooting directly in mm. front of them, and the yeah. flare sort of goes up to yeah. the left of the screen. Mm. I don't know if you watched the uh, new CGI effects on it. No, which no. I did, and they're quite good, particularly mm. for the uh, the blaster bolts. All right, I shall have to go back. Really good, and they are beams. Yeah. So you can get a good idea of why they're missing all the time. You can see where they're going wild. Right. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. Actually. I shall take your word for that. One of the better CGI effects efforts, mm-hmm. I think. There was a lot of humour coming in. To, I, I don't know if it was humour coming in or Tom had found the humour side of his Doctor. And particularly Horror Fang Wong, which was before Horror Fang Rock before <laughs> that's this. quite bleak. Was a mm. very... I oh, mean, yeah. basically, you talk about everyone dies. Yeah. That's an episode yeah. where everyone <laughs> dies. Mm. Yeah. And there isn't a lot of humour in there, and what humour is in there is proper grave humour. So this one's actually quite good when you watch that because there is an element, it's a little lighter than what's just happened before. It doesn't stop Leela knifing people in the neck. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. You wouldn't get away with that today. Yeah, a bit extreme. <laughs> there was one thing. Talking about Leader, slightly different. There's one thing I did like is about the Doctor's mandate in there is the continued education of Leela. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. First episode, you've got her writing out her name on the blackboard. Yes. Oh, yeah. you got uh, somebody spelt yeah. Leela correct, and above it is Lally. Yeah. And yeah. she's currently writing Leela 
when yeah. we first seen her in the TARDIS. Mm. And yeah. also there's wonderful shot. I'm not sure whose idea it was, but when you first get the emergency beacon come over yep. and then you get it cancelled out, she's yep. huddled in the corner, sucking the end of oh, oh, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Scar, yeah. sensing something's wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. All, it's only very slight, but it's pushing her character, mm. yeah. sort of yeah. filling in a little bit of mm. background. It's also a bit moffety, timey-wimey in that Leela is the one who gives the antibodies yeah which then is the immunity which everybody gets which presumably is what she inherits in the future possibly yeah why she's a reject yeah because these mm. are her ancestors yeah mm. as is right. mentioned in it, the first yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah but although they're, they're her her ancestors it could be an antibody that her has evolved subsequent mm. to that point in time yeah to to address something that was on the planet they've settled at because mm. it's quite an evolutionary period or, or in between then and what? then you know you've had experiments happen and her the trouble is it depends how much know, of a time gap yeah, there was between the then yeah, really and really uh, come from. Yeah. yeah antibodies aren't really inherited like that are they I don't think no they're... but we anyway. don't know there isn't a virus that comes up yeah well antibodies are developed in by way of stimulus to a you know, foreign agent or even yeah. that some some kind of swarm decided to invade so they made an antibody and everyone was inoculated mm. against it the antibodies are in her to come back in time to get yeah. them the antibodies yeah, maybe. potentially tiny <laughs> <wimey, but laughs> yeah. wibbly wobbly yeah 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 well, so we should mention Marius quickly with his funny glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's sort of it's quite good. shield on yeah. the top. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it's like they're bifocals. We have to look over the top of yeah. where your glasses normally end. Trifocals, yeah. yeah. Maybe they're made for somebody with three eyes. Could be, could be. He's certainly an interesting character. I've heard the name mm. so many times. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever actually watched the mm. story. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't at all what I expected. It's the conscious decision to make him German. Mm. Well, the actor was. Germ- yeah, there's a different German twang to his yeah. accent. I didn't expect him to be quite so... Humorous? Yeah. 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 Mm. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's the mad professor, really. He is the mad yeah. professor, yeah. I expect him to be a bit more straight-laced sort of mm. character, but... Well, he always wanted a dog, so... Yeah, the creator of canine. Mm. Yep. I quite enjoy this episode. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, mm. I'm happy to watch Image of the Fendal after it, but <laughs> it's it's one of those ones that I wouldn't put as, oh, God, I don't want to watch that one. No. But it's not necessarily the ones that I first go to, but it's enjoyable. And so yeah. if you're... If you're not expecting a lot from it, then it's good. Ah. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And giant prawns. <laughs> We've been to the cinema, haven't we, listeners? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, again. Uh-huh. What have we been watching? Something minuscule, small, and very, very tiny. No comment. <laughs> and to do with insects. And to do with insects. We have been watching Ant Man and, and the Wasp. I like the poster for it. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally made to the UK. Yes, yes. A month after the rest of the world got it. Uh, There's reasons for that. Two, we had the World Cup. Yeah, football World Cup. And then they released Incredibles. And as Incredibles is a Pixar Disney film, and Ant-Man is a Marvel Disney film, Disney doesn't like to put two of their films up against each other on the same week. Yeah, or even a couple of weeks. So this that's what, three, two, three weeks ago now? There's a couple of weeks between them, yeah. Yeah. But finally we got it. Yes. The 20th film in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. 20th! 
film? Yeah, yeah apparently. Yeah. Over what? 10 yep. years. Hell. Over 10 years. Oh, be surprised. Yep. And it carries on after Ant-Man yeah. and mm-hmm. more particularly Civil War. Yes. yes. Captain America Civil yeah. War. Mm-hmm. We actually have the repercussions of Civil War for... What's his name? Not Hank Pym. Scott Lang. Yeah, we have the repercussions Scott Lang, Scott yes. Lang. Mm-hmm. Two years house arrest. Of- uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was mentioned in Infinity Warriors under house yes. arrest, wasn't it? Yes. Him <laughs> and Hawk, they plea bargain oh, Hawkeye, yeah. and they're now under house arrest. Ah, yep. so that is why Hawkeye wasn't in... A- That's why Hawkeye... Mm. I wasn't in Infinity War. That is rubbish. <gasps> oh, <laughs> that's harsh. Anyway, what's the story? Morning Glory. In Balamori. So, so he's under house arrest. Yep. Hank Pym and mm, daughter yep. Hope. Yep. Hope, that's right. Pym. Hope, no, Hope she got her mother's Dime. name, didn't she? Yeah. Van Dyme. Hope yeah. Van Dyme. They're on the run. They're on the run because he used their technology. So uh, in the eyes of the Scovian Accords, they helped. Yeah. They provided the tech. They provided the tech, yeah. Even if he stole the suit. Yeah, yeah. So they're not exactly... Happy with him? No, 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 not on exactly on no, talking terms. No. And he's got three days left. Yeah, of Scott Lang to uh, uh, not break his uh, house arrest, and then he can be free, free as a bird on. Licensed of some kind, doesn't he? But on the it. basis that he doesn't go around being Ant Man and, yep. <laughs> and, and no uh, associate with known criminals. Yeah. So what happens? <laughs> has a dream. <laughs> yes, he has a dream. First of a few scenes from the first film. Okay. Yeah, as in him reducing down. To oh the, yeah, yeah. To the quantum, mm, to the quantum level. To yes. Quantum. Mm-hmm. And then Realm he stuff. has a film. Uh, has uh, a dream. Of he has a him. feel. Yeah. <laughs> then he has a dream of him being Hope's mother yeah. and mm-hmm. searching for him. Uh, yeah. Michelle oh. Pfeiffer. Yes. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yes, yes. Who's de-aged along with... Yeah, the, mm, yeah along with Michael, Michael, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. There is a lot of de-aging in this film because yeah. we have... Uh, um, those two. Those two. And my, uh, Fishbourne. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's de aged. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. de aged. Every briefly. Marvel film these days has got a bit of, have a, a bit of de aging <laughs> going on. Yeah, yeah. And the next films give a lot of it, apparently. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's set well, in 1990. Under- yeah. Well, it's understandable if a lot of it's told in flashback. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they'd have to just recast. Mm, yeah. Like so. mm-hmm. Yes. And they found a way through to the quantum level. Yes. Quantum realm. They have built a big, big machine. So it's sort of a doorway to send a, a portal, portal, a sub mm. through into the uh, quantum realm because they think um, I can't remember her name. Lily, Lily, Lily um, Pym is still alive in there somewhere after thirty years, mm. and they're going to bring her back. The original wasp. Yes, because previously they didn't think anything could come back from the quantum realm, but Scott proved them wrong. Mm. But it turns out they're not the only ones that want to get the quantum realm. Thanos. No. <laughs> this, this is where it gets slightly confusing because we have this being called oh, Ghost, Ghost mm. who can phase through walls, who wants the, their tech and their lab. And we also have a little gangster out there who wants to sell their tech and their lab to the open yeah. market. <laughs> That's right. Walter Goggins. Yes. Is there trying to steal their tech? You have to have supplied him with half it. May have supplied him half it, but he doesn't know how to put it together. No, no, or program it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that that's basically what he's after. Got the FBI also in the mix. Yeah, it's quite a lot of different people with different interests going on in this film. Mm. What I do like about this film is that the last film we had, which was uh, Infinity War, which is massive, big interstellar connections and vast cosmic reactions and actions. While this, the story is very small. (laughs) No pun intended. <laughs> and, and, and per 
Arsenal. They're just trying to get back mm. Lily. Just yeah. trying to get the, band, the That's mother. Pretty much, yeah. Save mother. Her name's actually Janet. Oh, sorry, Janet. sorry, sorry Janet. 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 To and, trying to and, save Janet. And he's trying to not get into trouble so yes. that he can go and see his daughter mm, and right, yeah. Yeah. go back to a normal life. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's more about, as you say, it's a more personal It's a more personal aspect. story. Mm. Yeah. Till yeah. yeah. oh, the end. Son, <laughs> yeah. Sonny Birch, a low-level criminal type. He's yeah. one who's after Pim's technology. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you've got the, can't remember his name, the the comic sidekick Louis 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 Louis, yeah. Louis. and he's now started up a security agency mm, that's called right, Xcon yeah. Xcons yeah because it's Xcons so you you've got several things going on you've got them trying to get hold of their mother stroke wife you've got him trying not to get involved in it and because he's the one that's picking up the subconscious memories from her and messages he's getting dragged into it you've got the shape-shifting ghost woman who wants to get rid of the photons or whatever it is who that's wants making to a shapeshift who wants to yeah. live basically yeah. needs the mother returned safely so she can harvest yeah. Yeah. quantum energy you've got the FBI who keeps seeing Ant-Man on TV mm. right in the house and annoyingly he's sitting there in the <laughs> yeah. the living room um, mm. it's, it's got quite a comic element yeah. oh lots it. of comic yeah. and yeah. as we find out previously from um, Captain America uh, Civil War Ant-Man can actually expand his size as well as yes. contract so. mm. yeah. Yeah. In, in the comics he was giant man as mm. well so. yeah. oh really did he change his name depending on how big I, I, I don't know but he did giant out a few times and what I did like is it's something that you pointed out is uh, when he's Ant-Man he's still got the strength of when, his full size of his yeah. full size yeah. so he can when punch he, a man as if he were full size yeah when he's you know, giant he's man he should be he should have the strength of a normal sized man which means mm-hmm. he could hardly move but but, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I do like the fact that although he has his seems to have the same strength or natural strength yeah. it does cost him because oh, yeah. he said when he was giant man in civil war he slept straight for three days mm. yeah. and then when he's giant man in this one he's an even bigger giant man and his strength mm. gets zapped almost immediately yeah. he passes out because he's not enough oxygen in the mask, I don't think there was talk of think, oxygen he, he mentioned the mm. air got chunky but I don't yeah. think that's not what come across to there, me no. there is a law, law of nature was it uh, sort of um, the size in proportion to the ratio? Yeah, but if, yeah, if that's the case, then he wouldn't be able to breathe when he was Ant-Man. Mm. So well, because the oxygen molecules were too if you big. think about yeah, it, unless they're miniaturised. Really... I believe, or I get the sense that part of the backpack, mm-hmm. there's an oxygen supply, yeah. so he would have Maybe. the oxygen mm-hmm. supply mm-hmm. when the he was big. It's expanded the, to... Yeah, to, to my mind, mm-hmm. it's Maybe. the fact that he's been expanded. He doesn't have the strength. Yeah. Maybe. He, he can do it short term, but... But not long term. I'd like the little scene with him and Lawrence Fishburne's character Bill Foster where they're comparing <laughs> their size, size, the size they got because he was gigantic yeah. and it's like I got to 34 well hang on well I don't want to say <laughs> again there's a case where the trailer ruins it a bit it's a good funny gag but you've already seen it five times in the trailer yeah. you've seen yeah. it in various other films what uh, I did what I did like at the beginning is because he can't get out the house the maze that was oh, built yeah. inside his house to entertain his daughter yeah, Lots of cardboard boxes there. Lots of cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, there's some great fun stuff with uh, changing sizes of things. Yeah. Mm. People, Pez. but also uh, vehicles, a building. Oh, the Pez yeah. dispenser, yes. Yeah, the Pez dispenser and the, uh, the, the salt shaker or whatever mm. it was. Yeah, and the Hot Wheels case. Yeah. With mm. all the cars in. All the cars, yeah. Yeah, but they're good. They did that in the first movie with uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. They did. They mm. 
scared up a Thomas Tank Engine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was good fun. But the whole idea of having your tower block lab oh, yes. shrink it yeah. down into a suitcase. So it's the size yeah. of a little rolly suitcase. Mm. Yeah. They've actually converted it to a rolly suitcase. Yeah. yeah. It's, they've got the complete the handle. Yeah, they must have shrunk it down and then attached. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anything you saw would have been sort of shaken to pieces. I mean, they get expanded to full size with the handle still up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was um, a wonderful callback to the first film with the truth drug. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's not with a truth, truth drug. Serum, yeah. It's not true serum. <laughs> but with, with, with Lewis, as they say, you've paid your dime, you have to listen to everything. <laughs> and he's sitting there with the callback to before the first film. Yeah. Well, I came in and said, what do you want to say? He says, I'm going to order my... Hold on, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then him going off on tangents and revealing mm. that actually they need this client because the security firm will fail if they don't get... Yeah. And they're going, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this had more... It, introduced us to some interesting characters and there was a lot going on on this one in some ways i actually enjoyed the first one more yeah. than i enjoyed this one I not I that did i didn't it's been a while, but, i uh, did not enjoy this yeah. one i just enjoyed the first one more than this one it's I, I agree it's not a bad film i'm not trying to diss this film it's just that i seem to enjoy the first one better hard to say uh, there's stuff about the first one which i didn't think was that great the villain the yellow jacket yeah didn't like that character <laughs> i did i didn't feel he's You're much not of a threat meant to he's a villain yeah i know <laughs> you want to, to like a villain you want to yeah. to root to the villain a bit but well, i really didn't with him I, I will concur the the villains in this one are more justified by what they're doing except yeah, for the, the gangster mm. yeah there isn't really a villain no, no. Such. The, the gangster the guy the water cog in his character yeah but he's just trying to make money Mm. He's not outright evil. He's no. just dishonest. He, um, he, he's just what he is, which is a yeah. a, a small town crook that's just going to see where yeah. we can make a buck. From. He just wants to make a dime. Yeah. Yeah. And the ghost turns out to be a very sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah so there isn't really even a villain. the FBI agent isn't. A bad oh, he's, guy. He's, he's more of a comedy character. The, isn't the, he, the, yeah. the only bad guy on the FBI side is the second command in command. Yeah, yeah. He's in the, the pay of the sold yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The, the ultimate villain, of course, is just Thanos again. Yes. <laughs> if you save for the mid-credits. Yeah, who <laughs> technically gets involved in the middle of the credits. Yeah, yeah. in the mid-credits. Because mm. this one, the, the majority of this film takes place in and around San Francisco, yeah. Yeah. In, which is going on at the same time as Infinity, Infinity War, War is happening in New York. Ah. I, don't, I think it must be before that. What gap do you think there is between the well, end of the film and the mid-credits? Because they created a new, smaller version of the tunnel. It's got to be a few weeks. Because mm. there's at least three days because we start off with him breaking the fence and his foot going out, and they're saying, oh, yeah. well, You've got at least three days to no, set. It's been and set then, over three days. And yeah. then at the end of that third day, he's out. So it's over three days at, at yeah. the very least. Then there's there's a gap because they talk about the ghost being their friend now yeah. in the mid credits. Ah. So there's a bit of time has, has moved on. So all that Thanos stuff so must have happened after the main film yeah. finished yeah. and yeah. before the. So the mid credits. Mid credit scene is happening at the same time half the population of the universe yes. is being disintegrated. Yes, yes. yeah. All oh, right. Because mm. there's something that happens in the mid credit scene mm. that you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, you, um, you'd expect half of them to disappear, but actually mm. all of them disappear. Well, apart from, apart, apart from Lang, he's, he's still stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which, uh, according to Marvel, is the same realm that gives Doctor Strange 
his powers. Yes. Oh. That's yeah. where Umadu mm. is. Yeah. Yeah. So now we know how he's going to get out of the quantum well, realm. Mm. Well, if you remember <laughs> rightly, if you remember rightly, Strange has also disintegrated. But Strange, where Strange disintegrated mm. yeah. too. Gone nothing, nowhere. We don't know. We don't know. Why? He's gone to the quantum but, but, realm. But his, like his, everybody else, his, his, his yeah. uh, second command, his yeah. woo, is still yeah. knocking yeah. him out. Yeah. So, I mean, the question is, will there be an Ant-Man 3 or will it all be tied in with um, the second part? Well, I did say at the end, Ant-Man the Wasp will return. Yeah. Mm. Question mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or will it be so, the second part of the Infinity? Uh, yeah, obviously, all those deaths will be negated in mm. next. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the press will raise the, that button. The, yeah. the film after next. Yeah. So, yeah. not, not Captain the next Marvel, one's, but... Next, next one's next. meant to be Captain Marvel, yeah, Captain Marvel's set next. in the mm. 90s, yeah. I believe. And then the one after that would be Infinity War Part 2, whatever it's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Have we got a name of it yet? Yeah, I don't think we've got a name yet. Yeah, which will obviously undo all the deaths by mm, Thanos. Thanos, yeah. Except maybe Gamora and Loki and... Whichever ones they don't want to be The ones to who weren't killed yeah. by the click mm. of the fingers. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. So we'll see, yeah. I mm. thought it was, it was good fun. I, no, I enjoyed it. And I did an enjoy An interesting it. and fun change of pace after Infinity War. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also like the balance, the way they've done it between Ant-Man and the Wasp. N- neither of them are the predominant mm, yeah. character. The predominantly, They each have their own strong point and strong scenes and then... She's certainly the more capable of the two. Yeah. She, yeah. But in, in, in the first film, she was a second-tier character mm. for that film. She's now a lead character with him, I would yeah. say. Mm. She's grown her hair longer as now. now well, kick bottom. She, she, she's out on the lamb, so she's yeah. you know, it's a disguise. Mm. So she's clearly the more capable of the two in oh, terms yeah. of fighting. And, yeah. But then she hasn't been under house arrest for the last Not three years. Not for the past, yeah. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We'd happily see it again. We'll watch it on TV. TV, but I just thought maybe it's because there is that thing as well when you see the first one it's new yeah when mm. you see the second one it's not new and that takes apart the tinge off I don't know if it's that or if it's because the gloss is yeah. coming off of the Marvel stuff for me mm. ever so slightly or, or what I'm not sure but I no know. I thought it was a good film it was definitely a good film obviously the last one had the benefit maybe of Edgar Wright yes which this mm. one didn't you, you really definitely have. had Edgar Wright's fingerprints all over it he was mm. he left the series or left the production fairly soon straight before they started filming yeah. so mm. the script was 90 plus percent his yeah. mm. the cast was all his it's more his film than it yeah. was yeah. Uh, Peyton yeah. Reed is it the uh same guy carried on this one. Yeah, Peyton Reed directed this one and the last one, I think, in yeah. the end. Quick question. Were there any guest appearances by any other Marvel Cinematic Universe characters? No, no, no. No, no because in the first one, um, yeah, Falcon appeared in it. No, that no, was, I don't remember that. Yeah. But I did enjoy Stan Lee's guest appearance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. so funny. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Paid for the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I do love his little guest appearance. It's mm. going to be so sad when yeah. he's... When oh. we finally get this film is dedicated to the to memory but he's not actually there in in them somewhere. He's in his nineties and he's still going strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He Again, he's crossed over to the void of oh, he's it's surprising he's died. It's surprising he's still, still alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> Long may he continue. Huh? Yeah. I think my favourite one for him was where he was conducting the music, where Spider Man's having the fight in the. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my favourite one for him was from the last Guardians of the Galaxy film, where he's sitting on the asteroid <laughs> explaining to the watch 
watchers. And that means he could be a watcher, watcher, a universal person who just shows up to observe monumental events. Mm. At least they're agents. Yeah. I think yeah. my favourite Stan Lee film was uh, Thor The Dark World, where um, he's one of the inhabitants of the uh, Looney Bin. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can I have my shoe back? <laughs> I remember the first Marvel film that came out where he made an appearance, and it was really interesting. The number of people in the auditorium that laughed and the number mm. of the people in the audience that went, what did they just laugh at? Yeah. The knowing and the that? unknowing. And yeah. it was, it, it was mm. a very small group that yeah. mm-hmm. recognised who Stan Lee was yeah. and got the guest appearance oh, yeah. and why it was. And, the mar- and how that's actually now changed yeah. over and almost everyone Excelsior. knows who Stan Lee yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, go and see it. If you haven't seen it, mm. go see it. Go it's see worth it. it. Anybody outside the UK, it's probably already gone for the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of something that keeps growing in stature, right? Mention, <gasps> it's him over oh, there. Yes. Yes. Me? Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you look down? Because <laughs> I think you'll just <laughs> Can I move chairs? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Pertwee. Hello, Ashes of Grunhilda. Oh, that Hello, Terrence. Hello, Terrence. Dangerous Churchill. Dangerous the Churchill. Butarkas. Nazi Spock. Yeah, yeah. Various nebulas. Oh, God, so many nebulas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all and sundry. Graham. Graham. Graham, yes. Graham. Graham. There is no Graham, not this new one from uh, Ritaka's era. Yeah, no, no, the Graham. Yeah, the Graham, the Graham, yes. The one and only. The adipose, yes. Anyway, if you want to send us or hit us with feedback, yes, either written or oral, please send your literary musings to show at Staggering Stories. Dot. Net. Woo-hoo. We do have some feedback, huh? Oh, talking of feedback. Ooh. We have some feedback from Katrina in Australia. Oh, good day, Katrina. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, she Katrina. starts off, good day, staggerers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> just popping out of the lurk swamp to thank you all for your wonderful podcast and give a bit of feedback on Incredibles 2. Oh, Please yeah, do. Go ahead. Good, I was Griffin. pleasantly surprised that Incredibles 2 didn't fall into a sequel pothole and was so watchable. Yes. Yeah. Jack Jack yeah. was a big yeah. part of its success. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the way his multiple powers reflected the joys of trying to keep up with the many moods of a young toddler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also liked how his double name reflects his duplication skills. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. However, I found the additional supers weren't as engaging as the secondary characters in the first movie. Ooh. I think we all found that as well. Some of them were. And... Yeah, I try and remember some of the, uh, yeah. the other characters in the Jack- first movie. Mm. Perhaps it was a number of characters, but I think it was simply that the Incredible Children as a group were so more dominant characters in the story that all the villains were rather irrelevant. Yeah. Cheers, Katrina in Australia. Thank you, Thank you Katrina. Thank you. I know what she means, because the kids were... You, you kind of didn't need part. the backup yeah. superhero assistant. Well, they, they were there to become... Villains. Villains, yeah, mm. which is mm. fine. It was the first one, it was Syndrome. Your secondary characters were what? The Babysitter, mm. the Age... Agent. Syndrome's assistant. I don't remember Syndrome's assistant. The, the, the white-haired woman. Oh, Mirage. Oh, yeah, vaguely remember her now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have one here from Pinky. Hello! Oh, Pinky. Pinky. Pinky! She says, hello, hello, hello. Yes to pineapple on pizza. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I do not know you any longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the radio silence. I'm super busy. Oh, good. Mm. Okay. Cosplay is really time-consuming. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm doing so for my first time and decided not to do just one but two outfits oh. and of course left it all to the last minute oh. been there been there it's yeah. called yeah. adrenaline you yeah. live on adrenaline you asked about Planet of Fire watched yep. it a couple of times when it was on Twitch oh, oh yeah the reactions to the outfits and Doc Martin <laughs> were highly entertaining mm. overall I quite like it was good to see Comedian again though their treatment was appalling yeah, yeah pretty much Turlo's brother looked nothing like him nothing <laughs> <laughs> And there was so much hammy acting in the p- episodes that I just needed to add some pineapple for the perfect pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you all see the pictures from LFCC? Yes. Yeah. Eccleston Smith yeah. and Eccles and Capaldi. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't yet. There's some YouTube yes, footage yes, of certainly Matt Smith and um, Eccles and Eccleston meeting, which yeah. is quite good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm missing not going to any Hoocons this year. Oh. Uh, but my Babylon 5 cosplay is coming along nicely. Ooh. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I've always wanted an Earth Force uniform. Mm. I know you'd be psycho. Yeah, psycho would be good too. Earth Force. <laughs> let us know. Let us know, Pinky, which which one you're doing. Yeah, that's really mm. good. Yes, and send us pictures. I've not even started it. Still working on my Sandman, Delirium oh. 1. Oh. Mm. Only got a week left, and I'm going away for a long weekend in the meantime. Oh dear. Not panicking <laughs> much. Screamed in, into the ether. There goes the eardrums. <laughs> I best get back to work. No rest for the foolish. All the best, Pinky. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Pinky. Pinky. Good luck with that. And good luck. Yes. yes. Pinky, Send- DM me if you want any assistance or advice. <laughs> we got any audio feedback? No. Still got right, one more. We have one from Owen. Do Hello, oh, yeah. Owen. Oh yes, it's hidden right at the bottom. Right I do apologise. Greetings, one. Greetings, all. Hello, head of Amy, <laughs> Ashes of Poetry, and All on Sunder. Oh. Hello, Hello, Owen. Let's cover stuff from the last podcast. No, don't. No. Okay. The James Gunn firing was stupid. Yeah. Why Buffy and not Firefly? Yeah. Mm. Not seen Planet of Fire. Freaking love Incredibles! <laughs> Power less so. That did leave a bit. What the heck? Hmm? It's amazing how much superhero landscape has changed between the two movies, but how seamlessly Incredibles picked up like nothing had happened. Mm. Yeah. Now on to one of my favourite topics at the moment, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. No doubt you have been mulling over Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yes. oh, funny you should say that. Well, I thought it was pretty good. It's the kind of film you could bring the kids along with you and have a good time. Hmm. Just tell them to leave as the credits roll and you'll be out to them in a minute. Special mention to Abby Ryder Falston as the daughter Cassie Peanut. She was awesome. Yeah, very good. Mm. Much less child-friendly, however, but still enjoyable, was Luke Cage Season 2. Well, I've not caught that yet. I haven't yet to see this one. A definite step up from Season 1 with some top performance, especially from the sadly late Reg E. Cathy as Luke's dad and Alpha Woodward as Mihara Dillard Stokes. Mahara Stokes, along with Gabriel Dennis as the daughter. Mm. The very good cameos from Iron Fist and Colleen, plus news that Misty is going to be making me hopeful that season two of that show will pick up from season one. It really needs to. Mm. That's enough rambling for me. Oh, no, wait, one more thing. It's from a long time ago now, but it never got covered in the podcast, which surprises me considering fake Keith's love of the journalistic brilliance and Adam's love of the publication. Mm. 
Remember Nicholas Pegg and his final article as the watcher for the Doctor Who magazine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let Fake Keith tell you <laughs> in the story. All the best, Owen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, yes. Fake Keith isn't here, but I shall be pumping her for information <laughs> later. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Must know what's going mm, on, what's yeah. happened. I don't know if she should know any more than the rest of us, but uh, this is obviously Nick Pegg was the watcher. Yep. We yeah. all know about that final... The, uh, the first line of the every pack column. Yep, yes, and doing, doing a, a, what was it, public eye job, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was obviously rather upset with the, the way things were going, and and uh, he was uh, really upset somewhat. Yeah, rather publicly lost his job over that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Did he lose his job at the BBC as well? Yeah, I think so. So he's no longer the voice of the Cybermen stroke Dalek. No, 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 it's Nick oh. Pegg, not mm-hmm. Nick Briggs. Not, sorry, Nick Pegg. He's occasionally, Nick Pegg occasionally is a Dalek. Yeah. Mm. So Nick he's Briggs in is, the shell. Nick, yeah, sorry, got uh, the other, got, the, got me yeah, involved. Yeah, got me Nick's it's, it's wrong the, there for it's a the second. Nicks. They say there are no Daleks in the new season. I don't know if that's true mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Um, so it may be it's moot point whether he would have been employed yeah. or not because there aren't any. Yeah. But yeah, I get the impression he's burnt a few bridges there, unfortunately. Mm. It's all a little delicate. Yes. But I gather he's uh, really busy, so uh, well, he's doing yeah. okay. Good luck to him. Yeah. Actually, full- yeah, there's stuff I'm sure that will come out which yeah. I don't know about. I In a couple of years' time. Of. Well, it's the trouble when you're playing with other people's toys is they can change I know he's to the yeah. whim. I know somebody's tried to employ him recently and he's been too busy. So, that's good. Because he's um, a professional thesp as well. Yeah. Yes. He's so been nice. in EastEnders, you know. Oh, really? Ooh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> any more for any more? No, although I will say of Doctor Who magazine. Yes. I'm very, very pleased to see they are really steering away from spoilers. Yeah. Mm. Under this new, they're, they're uh, following, new management. Oh. They, they are towing the company line. At the yeah. Moment. yeah. One thing I can say about Chibnall is he seems to be really tight on keeping the spoilers out mm. of good. public domain. There, yeah, there's been a lot less. Un- Whether that will stay that way over the coming years, yeah. for now, obviously, it doesn't need to spoil it out there to get people to come in to it's, watch the episodes. Yeah, it's all, it's all new. So. Yeah, it's going to be a great deal of interest anyway. Yeah. Once that interest starts to wane, once people are used to the new Doctor and new companions and the, the new whole set. new look of the, yeah. the series, will they start bringing in spoilers to entice people? I don't know. But, I think uh, a lot depends on the BBC in that. Part, I think a lot of that is out of the control of the yeah. individual. But again, yeah, brand management to an extent. That's yeah, that that is the sense I got with under under Moffat. Certainly in the latter years, that some of the spoilers that did pop up annoyed him. Mm-hmm. Don't know. We we'll see. Should be starting soon. We've been two months away. October allegedly. I don't know what day, but October. The fall. Autumn. Ah! <laughs> so Crumbly, do you wish to lead us into the sunset? Hand in hand. Hand in hand. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but never fear. In the next one, there'll be more of the same. More? Yes, more, I'm afraid. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. Please, no more. You're whimpering. <laughs> So until that F fantastically phantasmagorically Freudian follically <laughs> flippery flippant Flippilous. festival fart like fellatio festers and flops towards us <laughs> this is me crumbly saying be seeing you goodbye au revoir bye bye 
You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 295, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. William Shatner, Henry, Henry Winkler, and et al. Oh, God. What? Yes. What? Um, pensioners behaving badly abroad. Oh, I think I saw a clip of that. Yeah. I, I, I had saw, no idea where it was from. Okay. I, I saw a couple of those on the first season. Yes. And they are very funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> I've not come across this. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it. No, you, you're not missing much. Um, I forget what it's called. I mean, so. um, What's his name again? Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. We edit this bit. Uh, what is his name? Basario? Basario? Something beginning with B. Mm. Quick, Google it! Batista. Dave Batista. 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 That's Batista. It. Can I just re-record my addendum? I found out what the program's called now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take two. Beep. Okay. Honey <laughs> <laughs> smuggling does sound a bit uh, euphemistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all the start put some typical sort of Chinese state music on it. You know, sort of. Okay, mm. so I can find <laughs> Um, I'll be careful what you search for, just in case you do get a knock on the door. <laughs> I'll do it through a VPN, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> VPN may be tall, just to double hide. <laughs> yes, like I bu- was looking it up for a podcast mm. officer, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's like that barber, I forget where he was, but... Um, Possible. <laughs> no, he pinned a picture of uh, Kim Il-jong in his, win- in his front window. And um, two officials from the North Korean embassy turned up and asked him to take it down. Oh, yes, I remember, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he could do your Kim Jong-il haircut. No, I think the caption underneath was, having a bad hair day or something like that. Chucky chock, mock chock, look, chock, look, chock, chock, chock. I beg your pardon? Looky chock, look, chock, mock chock, chock, chock. That's what I thought you said. Testing, one, two, three, three, two, one, hello, hello. I might get a little louder, but probably not, because I won't be arguing with Karen Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) The outfit I'm wearing today is the underdress from Ohila's costume. (laughs) I'm getting desperate for anything that is like cool in a hairy. Wearing Ohika's underwear. (laughs) I'm basically wearing my Ohika's shift. Ah. (laughs) Hence the flame orangey red (laughs) colour. So, Invisible Enema. Or Anatomy Park. Yes. (laughs) Rick and Morty. Yeah. Al Baker and Jameson. Yeah. I don't think they were ever particularly close, were they? No. I remember Image of the Fandal is you've got Leela lying on the floor. Mm. They're having a dialogue. He's holding her head. He then goes off and doesn't and just drops her. Yeah, yeah. And it's the look she gives him. Yeah. I get the feeling, as much as we love... Tom Baker, the doctor. Yeah. That he might not have been that easier person to get on with. Unless you were one of the lads. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had time for the guys that drank down the pub and that kind of stuff. But other than that... I think he was quite close with Liz. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Liz was there and she helped him into the programme. Yeah. So that built up the, the rapport. Sorry, viewers, listeners, I have a very burpy mouth. I mean, go, burpy bottom. I've been trying to face away, but I know a couple of them you've probably caught. So you don't really want to hear me in your ear going. That was Keith Dunn apologising for his erectations.
Ant-Man. I'm probably squeaking all over the place in this thing. We haven't explained where uh, Karen and Scott are. Shh. It's a secret. They've got a new freezer, and it's big enough to hide at least one body, too, if you chop them up. (laughs) Shh.